As a pastor, I'm constantly concerned about how to create connections beyond just the weekend services. And one of the valuable tools that we have found for achieving this at our church is our app powered by Subsplash. It's one thing to have an app. It's another thing to have an app that has the ability to allow your community to access messages, resources, and even give. And Subsplash created that for us. It's become our go-to platform for connecting with our congregation in ways we never could have before. Subsplash is so much more than just a platform or even just an app. It brings people together, empowers giving, and transforms lives. If you're interested in learning more, I encourage you to visit their website at subsplash.com. That's S-U-B-S-P-L-A-S-H.com. Subsplash.com. Following Jesus isn't always easy, but it's not complicated. Join us each week as we work to make faith simple. This is Simple Faith. Well, hello and welcome to Simple Faith. It's an honor to have you with us. I want to thank our sponsor, as always, for supporting this show. Today, we're going to jump into prepping for the next year. Can you believe it? We're already talking about 2024. Unbelievable. And I remembered not too long ago, we couldn't wait for 2020 to be over because it was the worst year we'd ever imagined. And here we are several years later, moving ahead and moving into a crazy political season as well. 2024, the year of another presidential campaign. I'm sure you've got an opinion about that. I've got an opinion about that. And I'm not going to talk about it right now. But what I am going to talk about is how to make your faith simple in the new year. Every year we start off with great aspirations of this is the year I'm going to do this. This is the year I'm going to stop this. This is the year I'm going to start this. And maybe a really helpful test for you would be to do what we like to refer to around our place as the four helpfuls, meaning four helpful lists. Make a list of what's right in your life, what's wrong in your life, what's missing in your life, and what's confusing in your life. We do this at the end of weekend services when we evaluate what works. We do this on staff to determine ministry uh, objectives for the following year. I do this personally in my own life, and maybe you could want to do this as well to figure out how to make your year a little bit better. And obviously, there's always things that we think of and we think, boy, I could do this in the next year and that would really help. I should lose some weight. I should save some money. I should pay off some credit cards. I should start a new friendship. I should reinvest in my relationship with my spouse. I should uh, decide this is the year I finally start mowing the lawn weekly. Whatever it is, you've got something. But can I give you something today in just a short amount of time that might help simplify your faith in the new year. Last week, we talked about this principle of God saying that I'll complete what I've started in you, meaning that this faith that I've allowed to spring up in you, I will complete it. I will finish it. I will use the circumstances in your life to make you a person that is more trusting, more faithful, greater depth of character, and a person of integrity. And so every circumstance in your life that comes about, you have an opportunity. Are you going to lean into it and let God use it to make you the person he wants you to be? Or are you going to become bitter by it and you become the person that you really don't want to be? And as we move into a new year, you could, you could think about things like, well, how much weight could I lose? Or how many books should I read? Or how much social media should I 
stop consuming. And you can put time limits and weight limits and all kinds of things on your list. But I want to give you one thing that I think will simplify your new year and it will actually help develop your faith. Now, let me just tease this out for just a little bit. Everybody thinks, okay, if I've got to have greater faith, then I've got to read more Bible. I've got to consume more Bible pages. And you know what? Reading your Bible is a daily discipline everybody should do. It is something that cleanses your mind and purifies your thoughts and gives the Holy Spirit words to speak into your heart. It is the very words of God that begin to transform and change your heart and soul. But let's be honest. Sometimes it's just about logging pages. Sometimes it's just about, well, I finished this day's reading. And maybe that doesn't help you. You should read the Bible every day. But maybe you mix it up a little bit. But I don't don't think that's the one I want to zero in on today. Because I think that's a given. All of us should do that. Maybe you're thinking, well, if I'm going to complete my faith in 2024, if I'm going to make it better, if I'm going to grow in my faith, then I just got to pray more. And listen, we should all pray more. Absolutely. In fact, I'm a huge proponent of pray less, but just more often. In other words, many times we sit down and say, I'm going to pray for the next hour. And 10 minutes in, we're asleep. What if you just decided, I'm going to pray for a minute, but I'm going to do it 10 times during the day? I'm going to zero in on to make sure that I pray uh, every time I set this alarm on my phone and set it multiple times that it pings and you just say a little sentence prayer. What if God began to be seen all throughout your day rather than just that aspirational hour in the morning or hour in the evening? Now, those things are great. If you have an hour in the morning, fantastic. But what if you just prayed a little bit all through the day? That would be great. That would take your faith very, very far. And that's a good one. And I, I believe in that. I think that one is great. But that's not the one I want to zero in on. What if, what if you decided in 2024 you were going to be more generous? You were going to give more money away. Maybe you looked at your, your taxes from last year and realized your charitable giving was probably only 1% to 2%. God tells us to start with 10% going back to his church. And then above and beyond that, that's our offerings or our tithes and going to the church and our offerings going out Maybe you're thinking, I'm going to be more open-handed, more generous. I'm going to say yes to more uh, people and organizations that I can support and help. And that's great. That is fantastic. And I'm a huge proponent of that. And I've seen that change my life dramatically. When I get generous with God, He gets generous with me. I tell our kids all the time, make sure you leverage that. The first money that comes in your hand, a portion that goes back to God, starting at 10%. Yeah, that's great. That will change your faith dramatically. But you might have guessed it. That's not the one I want to zero in on. Hey, let me interrupt for just a second. If you're a church leader and your church does not have an app or your app seems to be a little bit limited, check out subsplash.com as a great resource to really give your app all the horsepower that it needs. You can connect people, you can help them get access to messages, and you can help them set up recurring giving, which is a game changer when it comes to resourcing your ministry subsplash.com. Okay, back to our episode. Today, I want to give you one practice that if you will do it daily for the next year, it will change your faith. It will change the way you see God. It'll change the way you see people. And I guarantee it will even lower your blood pressure. You believe it? And it's not a pill. It's not a statin. It's actually something very, very simple. 
and that is practice going last. Think about that. For most of us, all we think about is ourselves, our convenience, and our time. So when we go to a grocery store, what do we do? We fill up our cart while running down the aisles, and then we go get in the shortest line possible. We look around to see if there's people in front of us that look like they're talking too much with the the person working there at the checkout counter, and we think, oh, they're going to be too chatty. The line's going to be too long. Or you look at the cart, and you say, oh, they got too many items in there. I'll be here forever. Or you got 20 items in your cart, but you think, "Ah, I could probably sneak into the 15 items or less line. Or you would get in that line and you look at the person in front of you and they've got 16 items and you might tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, wrong line, buddy. Think about how you are in traffic. Maybe you pull up to a four-way stop and, and you just put the blinders on and just go ahead and go even though it's not your turn. Maybe you are on the highway and you decide to you know, ignore somebody who needs to get over because you got to get there first. Maybe if it's even getting on an elevator, You just think, you know what, I could hold the door for everybody else, but I might miss it, so you go on first. I think about so many different moments in my life when I think i got to go first, whether it's at a buffet, (laughs) whether it's at dinner, whether it's conversation, talking to my wife about our days, let me go first, talking to my kids, well, let me tell you what I need you to do first. I'm telling you, if you'll make a practice at least once a day, to go last, it'll change your life. It'll change your relationships because people will actually enjoy being around you more. You're less impatient. It will change your health because you'll relax a little bit more. And it literally, it literally fortifies your soul. John Ortberg writes about this in his masterful work, Soul Keeping, where he talks about the little principle of allowing people to go ahead of you does so much for your soul, as you literally tell your selfishness, no. You begin to discipline yourself to think of other people first. You begin to look for ways to put other people in front of you. No longer do you circle the parking lot looking for a front row spot. You park far away. And can I just say this? For those of us that fight for a front row parking spot at the gym to go in and walk on a treadmill, I find that hilarious. Park far. You won't have to walk as far on a treadmill. And maybe for you, that's parking far away. Maybe for you, it's letting somebody cut in front of you in the grocery line. Maybe for you, it's uh, letting others order first at a restaurant. Maybe for you, it's when you go to the drive-thru. You're less impatient. You pay for the person behind you. Find something every single day where you can practice going last. You know, there's nothing more like Jesus than when we serve somebody else. And when we allow somebody else to have our place in line, when we allow somebody else uh, to take uh, our turn, we let somebody else have that last biscuit or that last piece of pizza, when we allow somebody else to get the last of the coffee, we do not only a favor for them, but for our very own soul. We are literally strengthening our soul before God to become a person like Jesus. And there's a lot of things you can do next year, make your life better. You can lose some weight, you can save some money. You can definitely read your Bible and pray. But what if you added to that a simple practice of every day finding a way to go last? Hmm. You'll not only grow your soul, you'll not only uh, improve your blood pressure, 
You'll probably make some friends and have a better relationship at home, but you'll calm down. You'll relax a little bit more. You'll look for fun and creative ways to let other people go ahead of you. And in the process, you'll simplify your entire year. Over these next few weeks, we got some great stuff coming up. We're going to be back next week with a talk that I gave to our staff at Real Life Church on my last staff meeting that I led. I thought it went fine, but I had people come up to me and tell me how helpful and impactful it was and urge me to put it onto a podcast. And so next week, I'm going to share with you five lessons I've learned in 20 years of ministry at Real Life as I walked out the door. I hope you'll be back with us. I hope you hit subscribe. I hope you share this with a friend. And I hope you have a great new year. Thanks for being a part of the show. And as always, keep it simple. Mm -hmm.